Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. We are in week three right now. It's actually Saturday. Actually, no, it's Friday. Can't even keep track of my days right now. It's still Friday right now. Um, we're chasing some MLB, but I got my two friends with me, David Jones and Dan Weir. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. How you guys doing tonight? So we're going to be talking some NFL Week 3. We'll start with the first game on the board. Let's get right into it. I know you guys don't want to hear me talking too much. We got the Cowboys and the Dolphins, and we're starting right away with these Cowboys. You know, their their defense is in play, and we know it's the week to play Zeke right now. That's what I'm calling for. The pass game, I like it, but I'm going to go with as much Zeke as possible. Dave, I have a feeling you're going to be talking about the same thing. Yeah, so we're we're starting with a good one here. We uh, this is the big game for me, Dallas versus Miami. Miami's look terrible. Dallas has looked great. Uh, I want every piece of this offense I can get. So I wrote up in my article this week how when Dallas is playing a bad team, you can get the entire offense just by rostering Dak, Zeke, and Cooper. This happened a lot last year. They didn't really. Gallup wasn't up to uh, up to snuff. He wasn't playing as well as he has been this year. But Gallup's out this week, so all the passing should go towards Cooper. He scored a touchdown in every game this year, and I think he's going to get another one. Um, if you just, this is what I'm doing on my main. I mean, we're starting with a great game. I'm locking in uh, Zeke. I'm locking in Dak. I'm locking in Cooper, and I'm going to build around that. I know Dallas is going to put up a lot of points, and those are the three pieces of the offense that are going to get them. So that's where I'm at. Dan, do you see anything different? Uh, I do like, I, I mean, obviously I think Ezekiel Elliott is a lock uh, this week, but uh, I'm not taking as much interest as you on the passing side. I think that uh, Dak-Cooper correlation does make sense, and obviously those three are, are the weapons in that offense. But just with this, I, I told myself that I wasn't going to chase Miami my whole DFS season, you know, regardless of how good the matchups are. Um, I just think there are better spots. But, yeah, I think uh, Zeke is a lock for me. Uh, I can live with Cooper. I will have exposure in deeper tournaments, though. Yeah, so I, I can can agree with um, with Dave's take here, though. If, if you're going to play cash, it's not like a terrible idea to go Dak, <clears throat> Zeke, and Cooper. I don't, I don't mind that. And I do remember how much Cooper went off when he was kind of by, by himself in that island. And this could be a game where – a lot of ownership will be on Zeke. And I think, you know, a guy that I haven't been thinking too much because I've been so high on Zeke is Cooper. I haven't played him yet this year. But he can easily go crazy. And, you know, with Gallup being out, that's a lot of offense that's going to be out right now. He was getting a good target share. So I like the Cooper call. I'll probably have some more shares. And I like the Dallas defense, too. We saw what the Patriots did. And I think the Cowboys defense is on the same level as them. So I don't mind the Cowboys D here as well. Uh, the second game, people have been talking about Dalvin Cook um, and the Minnesota Vikings. I think Cook's in line for a good game. I think you can even play um, some of the Vikings D for a little bit less ownership than some of these top dog defenses. Um, I'm going to stay away from Oakland. They're both playing Jacobs and Williams, it looks like, the last report I heard. Uh, but I'm going to stay away from the, this Raider offense. And I'll have mostly just Dalvin Cook, maybe some Minnesota D. Uh, Dan, how do you feel about this game? Um, I'm on the same level with you with this game. I do. I like Dalvin Cook a lot, and uh, and then yeah, you can compliment him in tournaments if you want to correlate and go with the Vikings defense. But outside of that, don't really like anything else. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to fade Dalvin Cook, but his matchup's too good. Look, he's been going off the first two weeks. Last week he had a really big play. It was like 70, 80 yards, somewhere around there. So you take that off and that touchdown he ran for, he's coming in for 70 yards and no touchdowns, which doesn't mean he's going to win the slate for However, it's the Oakland defense. He should be able to get in the end zone at least once again. He is the fourth highest price running back. So I want to fade him, but I don't think I can. I think the matchup is too good. If I were to play a team without Cook, I would go over to Adam Thielen. He still hasn't gone off this year. And Adam Thielen goes off for four defenses. So Adam last uh last act by your dog right now brother Dude, they're ridiculous sorry guys all right man i got two but feeling last week he got eight targets five receptions 75 yards the week before that he caught 100 percent of the passes one receiving touchdown if i'm gonna go minnesota i think i'm gonna go feeling and hope it's one of those blow-up games which he's definitely gonna get and who better to do it against versus the oakland raiders defense at home so is that your dog calling a narrative right there and, and forcing us to play Thielen on Sunday? <laughs> I guess so, man. He, he heard him talking about Thielen, and I, I don't know. I'm not into it. I just He let me down two weeks in a row, and I'm just uh, – Kirk Cousins does not look good. And yeah. I think that they are committed to the run. I think that's what they're going to stick with. And feed Cook, man. He's a, he's a big play this week for me. Yeah, I think Cook's the, the obvious play of this game. Uh, the next game, and I know – you know, Dave's going to jump all over this guy, and it's, it's Josh Allen and the Bills, 2-0. and Just so you know, Dan, you know, earlier this season, uh, my man Dave decided to lock up some uh, Bills to win Super Bowl. Uh, That's right. Future. Oh, really? So, you know, he's looking good so far, 2-0. and Maybe if the Patriots, you know, they lose another play- player, Brady goes down, they lost Antonio today. You never know what's going to happen. He's going to love Josh Allen. Can you play for a score is the question. He's going to be owned. He's going to be cheap uh, on both sides. I think he finds a, finds a way in the end zone. The Bengals have been giving a lot of points up. So I think Gore is definitely in play. I think he's probably the safest guy from this game outside of Josh Allen. You know, this wide receiving core, I know, you know, we're going to talk about John Brown, Zane Jones, Cole Beasley, but I don't really see a number one there outside of maybe Brown. Um, so where are you guys playing? As I hear some chatter, I just want to hear what you guys are thinking. I'm hearing some chatter on Chief Joe Mixon. Um, he's he's too good to be this price, but he hasn't done much this year so far. But Cincinnati's been throwing a the ball. They've been in games. So maybe there's a time to fade Boyd or Ross and go Joe Mixon. So let me get your guys' takes on those two. I think uh, I think you should be considering fading the whole Bengals side completely. It's the Bills' home opener. They're coming in with a lot of momentum. They just took two in uh, MetLife Stadium in New York, uh, so they're coming home. They're, the the crowd's gonna be energetic. They're gonna be pumped. Um, as far as like pairing the receivers up, I don't know. It's kind of hard to pinpoint them. But if I had if I have to, I'll go Josh Allen and John Brown. Uh, but outside of that, uh, Frank Gore, yes, I like him more for cash games. I think you want to try to get away from him in tournaments if you can. Uh, but he's coming in at like 8% ownership, so he's not too bad. Um, what, do you, what do you think, David? Yeah, so to clarify, I don't think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> I bet the Bills at ridiculous odds to hedge them out when they make the playoffs. That's what I do when I think a team's going to make the playoffs so I can get them at plus 3,500 and start hedging every game they make the playoffs. 
But I don't know. I did it with the Falcons a couple of years ago when they were plus 2,800 and it worked out okay. But yeah, so I'm a Josh Allen truther. Uh, I've been saying it all offseason. I couldn't wait to play him. He's hit value every week. He's climbing a little bit in price, but not uh, up up too much. It's the home opener, like Dan said. I think Josh Allen's going to show off again. I'm going to play him again. He's one of my top three quarterbacks, uh, especially going up against the Bengals. With Singletary out, you're going to have Frank Gore starting. And even some T.J. Yeldon. T.J. Yeldon can get it done here and there. I play him on DraftKings, not on FanDuel, because you want him because he's a pass-catching back. He hasn't done anything this year, but that's because Singletary's been in. Frank Gore can, you know, what's, what's weird about this is Frank Gore is probably going to get the goal line work, but T.J. Yeldon might be in charge of getting him down the field a little bit more. Uh, but if we're looking at a game script, Buffalo should win this game. So towards the end of the game, you'll be looking more at Frank Gore. So just thinking out loud, they're going to be splitting carries. I don't love either of them. I don't think either of them is going to be on the GPP winning team. I don't think either of them is going to get double touchdowns or over 100 yards, which is what you're probably going to need. So I'll probably fade them and let other people play them cheap and pay up for running back. Um, As far as the Bengals receiving core goes, someone's going to get targeted. It's going to be Ross or it's going to be Boyd. Boyd kind of let us down last week. He got 122 yards, 10 receptions, 10 targets, which is great, but no touchdowns. And Ross came, came through again at the end. Boyd's cheaper. He's still the number one. If I had to play one, it's going to be Boyd, um, but I don't love it. I like Josh Allen, and I like the Bills' defense from this game. So the, the next game, we're going to one of the you know probably highest-owned games that's panned out both times uh, in week one and week two, and that's the Chiefs at home against the Ravens. Um, this is a time I might temper some expectations on the Chiefs here. Uh, I guess, you know, we all know Mahomes is, is bulletproof. I played in week one. I played in week two. I think this is the time to finally jump off for one week. This is the only defense or one of the few defenses that I don't want to pay up for Mahomes at. On the backside of thing, all of these Ravens are, you know, completely in, in play with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. I want, you know, all four of them, they'll be sprinkled pretty much in – a lot of my GPPs, I think they show up. And Oakland didn't. I think they do. Um, so I want shares of all of them. On the backside of things, I don't really like targeting this Baltimore defense ever. So, you know, I'm going to try my best to stay off it. I'll have some Kansas City, you know, lineups. Um, you know, potentially we can get Darwin Thompson. I know Williams is out. I think McCoy is, is shaky. we, we got to see what the reports are on there. Um, once we get more reports by Saturday, Sunday morning, we can decide on the running backs there. But these wide receivers, this is the week I'm jumping off. Maybe have some Kelsey shares. I'll have shares of walk-ins, but I'm going to stay off it for the most part. Like you said before with the the Bills running backs, I don't think – I think this is the week the wide receiving core won't be on a winning GPP lineup and, and probably not Mahomes either. Um, Dan, Ravens are your team. Talk about them. Yeah, man. Uh, So Jackson, the last time uh, they faced Kansas City, uh, he was 13 for 24, uh, 147 yards, two touchdowns, 14 carries, 67 yards. And the Ravens had 194 total yards rushing that game. So they they split the load uh, amongst three different backs. Totally different team this year. You got a lot of speed now with Marquise Brown and a reliable target for uh, uh, Jackson to go to. Um, we, We all know what he's doing with Mark Andrews right now. Andrews is on pace for... 
for a monster season if he if he can keep keep in the game with his foot. I know I know he's something he's dealing with, but I do believe he should play on Sunday. Um, I'm a little insulted by the the six and a half point spread here. I think the game's <laughs> going to be closer. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna bet anything, I, I bet the Ravens do cover that spread. I don't know about a straight win. I think it's going to be a dog fight. Um, I think it's going to start out a little bit slow in the first quarter, and I think they're going to pick it up. Uh, second quarter, probably probably see uh, two or three touchdowns, and then uh, kind of cool off towards the end. But I think it's going to be a, a field goal type thing. Uh, but my final score, I'm going to give it 34 to 28 Ravens. I think the Ravens get it done this time. They got a lot of good pieces. Oh man, yeah. So I, I would take the Ravens if it was at home, but it's at Kansas City, and that's a hard place to play. I think Baltimore is an excellent team. I think they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, as well as Kansas City. So this is going to be a big game. I think Baltimore's defense is one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the NFL right now. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and he's just a magician. I mean, he can do anything. I'm going to probably not play so much Mahomes. I like Jackson more as a quarterback. I'll get Mahomes in because it's Mahomes, and I want him on a GPP team because he'll, he's also he's going to be low-owned again this week because he's going up against the Ravens, and he's the highest-priced quarterback. Um, but look, if I'm going to play anyone from this game, which I am, it's going to be Jackson. I'll, I'll try and pair him up with one of the receivers. I like Hollywood Brown again this week. I know he's popular, but he's just so good. He's so quick. He's getting it done. I mean, he's his favorite target. He got 13 targets last week. And also, I like Mark Andrews, too, just because he's he's been so consistent. How how bad is this foot injury, Dan? What's going on with that? I'm not too familiar uh, with that. So it seems like, so based on the pattern that I've seen through the practices of the week, so they give him off uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then he practices on Thursday. It's mostly like a light walkthrough. And then they rest him on Friday, and then he suits up on Sunday. So I think that's kind of the theme we're going to uh, see throughout the season. I think they're going to try to preserve them as long as he can. But I don't, I don't see him sitting. I don't think it's going to hinder him any, as far as uh, as far as snap share goes. It, let me. I'm going to hit the running backs real quick too for uh, Kansas City. I, I'm not going to target any of them. I mean, no one's proven here to be able to get it done on the Kansas City offense. You've got LaShawn McCoy, who's beat up. You've got the uh, the darling and Darwin Thomas, who everyone wants to be good, but I'm no, I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, if he gets you know 15 carries, he's going to be fine, but I just can't guarantee that. There's too much guaranteed production up top for me to be paying down and gambling at running back this week. So I'm not playing any of these guys, but I will pick off a couple of the receivers. Like, Robinson's fine, but he's not going to repeat what he did last week. I think it's a Watkins week, and as far as McCall Hardman goes, I mean, he had a good week last week, too. Yeah, sure, one touchdown, 61 yards. I just I, – I, I need to see it more, and especially against this Baltimore defense. The only guy I'm going to really trust is Watkins. My one, my one question for Dan is, if it's not Marquise Brown, who's their number two that could have a breakout game? Uh, I think Miles Boykin is due for a breakout. Uh, he was great in the preseason. Uh, he looked really good, actually. He's a he's a big big body receiver. He can go up and get the football. He's a, he really affect. What's that? Is he on the field enough right now? Is he getting targets or no? Yeah, he's he's getting the snaps. Uh, just outside of the Dolphins game, he's really not getting much targets. Uh, Lamar is pretty much distributing the ball to either Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown or running it himself. 
or the running the football. So, I mean, yeah. if the if the Chiefs if the Chiefs are able to shut down Marquise Brown, which I, I highly doubt because they're they have a very weak secondary, then I can see Miles Boykin playing a factor in the game. Yeah, because the price tag is min salary, so I would yeah. like the number two here. I think. I think I'm going to have some shares. I just got to figure out who it is. If it's Boykin, I drafted him in a lot of best balls, but, you know, I don't know I don't know too much about him now. So I want to dig deep, see his target share, make sure he's on the field. But I trust you. If you say he's on the field and he's the guy, that's probably a guy that I'm going to look to in GPPs a lot because everybody's going to play Marquise. Everybody's going to play Mark Andrews and yep. Lamar and Ingram. And I think a guy like Boykin at minimum salary, even if he finds a way in the end zone or just gets, you know – 50 yards receiving at minimum salary, you're still good. Um, that's not going to kill you. So I'm going to take some shares of Boykin and look around there. But a game that doesn't really interest me too much here, you got the Falcons versus the Colts. I guess for the fact it's in a dome, we can control the weather. Julio Jones looked good. Matt Ryan has been a little bit shaky, but good enough um, to get the job done. And Brissett's been really good, and he's pretty much minimum salary. But there's injuries with Mack, um, with Hilton, this, this team's already banged up. They already lost luck. Um, do you guys feel confident attacking? It says the Colts are going to win. They're favored in this game. How are they going to score? Um, I, Dave, I know you're a big Falcons fan. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I'm a huge Falcons fan. I went to the uh, the Eagles game on Sunday night. It was great. Walk-off Julio touchdown. But I don't think it's going to be the, the same kind of uh, deal here. Look, I think the Falcons are – I, I wish I could say I think they're a good contender, but I just I don't. I think Freeman's too beat up. He he's just rusty from not playing a lot last year. They're going to be all over Julio. He's not going to go completely nuts like he did last uh, last game. If anything on the Falcons defense, I'd probably take Ridley. I mean, he, people are kind of sleeping on him this week, but he's he's still a quality receiver. He's got ten targets last game, six, six targets last. He's got twenty point five fantasy points versus Philly. And 14.4 versus Minnesota. I haven't looked at season rankings, but that's pretty good. I mean, that's already 36 points on the season. Um, and with Indy targeting Julio more, he should be open more. As far as Indianapolis goes, I mean, I'm just not too confident in the offense. You've got Marlon Mack, who's a little beat up, but I think he's going to play. And I think he's the play on the Colts. Um but I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be boring. I'm probably not going to take anyone from this game unless it's Mac, if we hear that he's healthy, or Calvin Ridley is just a punt-wide receiver. Yeah, what about you? Anything in this game? Uh, I liked him earlier in the week. Uh, not so much now, just with the way that Marlon Mack kind of went through the practices this week. I just don't feel confident in him. But outside of that, yeah, I'm, I'm fading pretty much both sides of this game. So no, hey, what if you no Calvin, no Matt Ryan? No, I just uh, I don't see a need to get there. Okay. No. What about what about T. Y. Hilton? He's got a, a yeah. quad issue right now. Yeah, he's he's Marlon Max got the calf, and then T. Y. Hilton has a quad issue. So if Hilton's out, who are we looking at here? Chester I mean, Rogers. Chester Rogers, probably. Eric Ebron, maybe. I mean, Falcons aren't great against the tight end. Paris Campbell is a guy. I mean, but no reason to trust that. He got a touch. Yeah, he's not doing anything. I mean, I, I don't know who they're going to throw it to. Zach Pascal is he getting on the? He's gotten three targets in each of the last two games. 
that's versus Kansas and Houston. I don't know. Indianapolis shouldn't really be able to move the ball here, and I'm not too confident in the Falcons on the road, so I'm probably just staying away. So no Devontae Freeman for you either? No, oh, man, he's 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 not doing good. I mean, he's uh, 6,200, I'm looking at it now. I mean, he's just – he's rusty. I mean, I watched the Falcons really close, and he's just he's just not doing it for me. 4.9 on DK makes some sense, you know. He's 4.9? Yeah, so it's yeah. cheap in spots, you know. So that's why people are talking about him. I, I've looked at him briefly. 4.9 for a starting running back on the Falcons that uh, – a year or two ago, can break out a screen for 80 yards, and he scored touchdown after touchdown. Julio this year, coming off years when he couldn't score touchdowns, he's scoring all his touchdowns. There might be a Devontae Freeman week. You know, I don't know if it's coming up yet, but this could be the one when he's going to be like one or two percent owned, and mm-hmm. you know, 4.9 on DK is super super cheap. Um, so it's a GBP. That's way too cheap. Yeah. yeah, way too cheap. Yeah, DK play Freeman, but not on Fanduel. Yeah, on Fanduel, it's 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 a zone that you can just bump up and get somebody safer. But on DK for GPPs, four point nine, I'd rather play him than a lot of other guys. Um, now we got Stafford going into Philadelphia. Um, I love Kenny Kenny whoa, Kenny Galladay. Um, I've been playing him every week for the most part. Um, done well last week. His Eagles defense is very bad in the secondary. Um, somehow the Lions are going in there as six-point dogs. I think this game stays closer. The Eagles are without uh, a lot of their wide receiving core. Deshaun Jackson's out. It looks like Alshon's going to try to play. Either way, Algalore is going to be probably one of the higher-owned um, players of the entire slate. I would say on DK at 3.6, he's probably going to be at least 25 30% owned. I would put him in that range. Um, Zach Ertz is going to be heavily owned. I don't know if I can play anybody outside of those two. I hear people talking about Miles Sanders, 3.9. If game script is right, um, he can be a good spot. I think he can get in the end zone. He's not going to play Sproles or Howard. So for the most part, it's going to be Algalore for me, some Ertz, some Miles Sanders shares, some Galladay shares, and maybe try to get sneaky and, and give Amendola another shot or Hawkinson a shot. Um, the secondary is not too good. What do you what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the Eagles also have a few injuries, mainly in the safety, so it's kind of affecting their um, their depth in the special team side as well. So, yeah, I think that that six point favorite for the Eagles is strictly just based on the fact that they're playing at home. But I do think that the Lions get a great matchup here. I love Galladay. I actually do like Stafford as a cheap play on DraftKings too. He's only five point five k. He's got the upside, and he's got you know. Optimal ownership, he's two percent ownership, so you get him super super low owned. Um, I like I like do like that correlation with him and Galladay. Um, not sure if I'm going to get the Hawkinson, um, but outside of those two, I would also consider going with the Detroit Lions defense as well. I, know I typically won't play a road a road defense, but this one I'll consider just because they're so cheap on DraftKings. What it's about funny. you, David? It's, it's funny out to me that. Hawkinson, nobody played him in week one because nobody really felt good about him. Then everybody played him in week two, and now he's got a good matchup and nobody's talking about him again. Like he's just, he's God's gift and he's nobody. And now now he'll probably go off again right here at minimum salary, Um, just like maybe Mark Andrews does for a third time. I wouldn't be surprised if Hawkinson does it again, man. What do you think, Dave? 
Yeah, Hawkinson's not bad. I had a sub uh, ask me if they should play Hawkinson or Waller this week, and I went with Hawkinson. I was going to shout him out. I was trying to find his name, but I'm not sure which one it is. Um, but Hawkinson, yeah, I think he's going to get targeted again. The Lions, I mean, they could sneak up on Philly here and, and make it a competitive game. I think Philly finds a way to come out with it just after that really bad loss in primetime last week. Um, but as far as the Lions go, Galladay is just an obvious play. No one's talking about Marvin Jones. Look, I'm really contrarian mindset, especially in these big Millie Maker GPPs. He's going to get his targets, too. He's going to go off a couple times a year. If you fade Galladay, someone's going to get the passing, and it's going to be Marvin Jones or Hawkinson. So if you're making a few lines, I'm sure you can throw Marvin Jones in. I'm not that confident. You can probably tell him my voice Galladay is way better. But if we're looking at the Eagles, this is their offense. They've got Carson Wentz, three running backs who are going to play, Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz. To me, that means they're going to just try and feed these running backs, figure out which one's got the hot hand. It's going to be a short game. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. They can't target Aguilar every play. So I'm going to probably stay away. I don't know. I'll, I'll play some Aguilar. I'll play some Ertz. I'm not going to play any of the running backs. I'm not too excited about the game, aside from Galladay and, I guess, Aguilar and Ertz. I'm going to get some shares, but I just I tend to fade chalk. I, I don't know. A Nelson Aguilar chalk doesn't sound great. I know he's going to do fine. He's cheap, but I, I don't know. I'll do like 10 20% on him. Yeah, I think that's the right number. Go slightly under-owned and hope that he does bad. It's just really tough to do that bad if you're a number one or 1A when somebody's hurt and you're 3.6 on DK. So I think it's a safe cash game. I would plug him into cash. And then for GPPs, you know, maybe go a little bit underweight, maybe at 10%, 15%. But, you know, don't be shocked if this guy does put up 15, 20 points. So I think he's, at the same time, a safe play. Um, I'm not really touching the Broncos. I don't believe in, you know, what they're doing. Sanders has been finding ways to get points late in games. I don't I don't think it's going to continue myself. Green Bay's defense is is legit. Um, we don't really know what's going on with Green Bay either. It's This is a game that's really not sexy to me at all. Um, you got both sides of this that I re- really don't want to touch. Aaron Rodgers, you know, can be the guy. And we can just target Adams and, and you know, roll with that. But from a running back perspective, it looks like they're, they're talking timeshare now. With Aaron Jones, I was never a fan of Aaron Jones to begin with. Now he's untouchable. And it's just Adams and Rodgers for me, and I don't want anything on his Denver side. Dan, do you see this game differently or no? No, I'm with you pretty much all across the board, man. Yeah, LaFleur kind of messed things up with Aaron Jones. He just needs to let him tote the ball. You know, If you give the guy 25 to 30 carries a game, it'll probably be fine. But, yeah, the timeshare just kills it for me. Dave, anything on this game? Um, I mean, you can look at, I mean, no one's going to play Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, right. If you want to low on Aaron Rodgers, you can take a stab. He went against the Bears week one, tough defense. He went against the Vikings week two, tough defense. And now he's going to do the go against the Broncos, who aren't that great. I mean, they're good in mile high, but uh, I mean, he could, he could get his for sure. Adams is going to be one of the most targeted wide receivers on the slate, I would think. Targeted? Uh, Mark- really? Yeah, Adams, you don't think so? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think anybody plays this game. I don't, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't think this game becomes uh, a heavily owned game. And nobody's really done much on this, on this, you know, on this Packers offense too, 
you know, in the first two weeks. So I don't yeah. see anybody really like, look, me and Dan aren't on it. I'm not saying we, we control the market, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a heavy on game. I think you can get Adams Rogers combination, you know, Rogers are probably seven, eight percent owned. If that, and Adams is probably under. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Just like targeted from the uh, quarterback, not targeted in DFS. Oh, okay. All right. So I heard. Yeah. Song, yeah, so. yeah no, I mean, I, I'm not like on these guys, but if you're looking at targets for a wide receiver and elite wide receivers, Devonte Adams is the guy in this game. Um, I'm probably not on this game a lot. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, I like a lot. It's just the player, but I'm not sure this is the week to target him. I'm probably fading this game all around. But what's up, Dan? You can uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, that's uh, that's where Joe Flacco's love to go, and he's actually been halfway decent. And he's only four point k four point eight k on DraftKings. You can consider him. I would think he he gets bulk of the target share between him and uh, Sutton. One of these guys are hurt still right now. Is it Sutton that's not doing so well, or Sanders yeah. is banged up? And also, well, Green Bay's secondary is like way better this year. They have a better defensive line and pass rush. So I don't know if Flacco can hold up. He's just not the Flacco we knew from the 2012 MVP season he had. Sure. What about this Green Bay? <laughs> yeah. Right. What What about this uh, Green Bay defense? If we don't like the Broncos that much, should we look at them? I think they're to be considered. Yeah, I think I think they're up there because I I have them uh, right around the same. It was uh, I have Patriots and then I have 49ers and then I have uh, I would put Green Bay right on that same level with the 49ers. So, yeah, I think I do like them. I think I do, too. And congratulations, Dave. What happened? The the Braves uh, won again. So don't they get in the playoffs now or they get whatever they're looking to get? That's right. Yeah, we're, we're the champs. You know, the champs campaign's popping. I, I almost went tonight. I should have. I wish they would have put up more runs, but uh, yeah, we're good now. Time time to uh, coast and get some uh, at bats for Joyce and some players that don't play a lot and try and win this World Series, guys. Yeah. Good luck being the Astros, and they got the, <laughs> they got such a strong pitcher in Zach Greinke, you know now, so they should be good. Dan. <laughs> You know, uh, Dave was hyping Granky, and I was I was uh, shitting on him for having it. And I multi-entered, and I realized that my best team somehow had Granky on it, so I had to like eat my own words. And he started getting rocked on Friday, so <laughs> not so good. Um, but let's get back on football. We got the Patriots. We have no Antonio Brown. We have the best team probably in football. They're favored by too many points versus the Jets versus a quarterback that I've never even heard of um, with Le'Veon Bell, no wide receiving core, no tight end. Um, their defense is kind of good, but they're playing in New England. This game's going to be over in probably two quarters at max, a quarter and a half. The game will be over, so you can decide what running back that Belichick will play. I'm going to stay away. I think the only play for me is the Patriots' D that I feel really good about. Outside of that, take a shot on Edelman. I think this could be a bounce-back game for Edelman with no Brown. You know, they fed Brown the ball. Edelman was just kind of forgotten the first two weeks, but you know him and Brady are tight, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just let Edelman go here. Yeah. So I'll get some shares of Edelman. I don't really want too much of Gordon, but you can, you can go off as well. I think taking one-offs in Gordon and Edelman is the only way to play this game, and you can take – 
the Patriots defense. I don't really want too much of Brady because I just think it's going to be a blowout, and and it's too tough to get these running backs right. Um, Dave, yeah. how do you see this game going? Yeah, just like that. I mean, if you're doing like some kind of mass multi-entry, you can mix in some Patriots running backs, but it's impossible to predict, and none of them. I mean, none of them should take the bulk. They should. You should have three running backs splitting the load. The Patriots are going to score quick, so that means probably some Josh Gordon, some Edelman in the first half. But you want—I mean, you want your receivers to play the entire game. I mean, I know they're going to do well, especially for their price, sixty-nine hundred and six thousand on Fanduel. But I just—I need four quarters out of them. So the play from this entire game for me is definitely no Jets, and I guess the Patriots off defense again. I mean, the, the Jets are terrible, so they should be just fine. Dan, you got a take on this? Yeah, I do like do like New England defense, just like I stated before. Uh, Julian Edelman is my top receiver if I got to play him, but I don't like a stack. I'm not going to be playing Tom Brady or anything. Uh, and then I do have a leverage play you could consider. I'm not in love with it. I'm just if you want to throw a dart in a GPP, uh, you could take a shot on Le'Veon Bell. I know a lot of people are going to play the Patriots defense. Um, I, I think they'll do good regardless, but. This offense is going to live and die through Le'Veon Bell with all the injuries they have right now at quarterback. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the play, but not much upside there. I think. Right. No, I, I agree. Just you know, Start it's throwing. the only guy who's playable. I do agree with that. Um, now we got the J- the Giants. Barkley's probably going to have a blow up game here. Like Dan's been kind of. I mean, Dave's been kind of saying throughout the show, paying up for running backs is is a good spot here. Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey. I think Barkley and Zeke are the top two. Um, this Bucks defense has been torched. Um, I think there's a reason to play Jameis Winston. I didn't play him much um, last week. You know, we had to in a, in a showdown slate, but the week before, I haven't played. I didn't play him too much. I didn't, you know, sign him up for season long. I don't really believe in a guy at all. Evans has good games here and there, but overall, I don't like playing Evans too much. I think Godwin Winston combo could pay off this week, though. So I think O.J. Howard could be back in the mix here. So I will have shares of the Bucks. I think it's a time that, you know, a lot of people jump off. If, mm-hmm. if I hear too much chatter, though, and it's like 20, 30, 40%, you know, Winston or any of these guys get up, you know, in ownership, I won't, I'll stay away. But it's Barkley, it's Ingram on one side, and it's, you know, Chris Godwin, Winston, Howard, maybe have a couple Edmonds there. And, I don't really mind Peyton Barber as a, a shot in the dark, a leverage play on this offense. So if it gets to be high owned, maybe go with Peyton Barber. You know, the Bucks are favored by six. They're going to win the game, and he looked good. You know, he was the only guy who looked good this year so far for them. So that's the way I see it. Dave, how do you see these guys playing? Yeah, it's the Saquon Barkley week again. I mean, they've got a new quarterback coming in, Daniel Jones. First thing, I mean, if, if you can find a bet that says the first play of the game is going to be a rush by the Giants, you should take it because it definitely is. They're going to let him get in there and get comfortable, as in Daniel Jones get in and get comfortable by giving it to Saquon some. They're going to let him dump it off down early to Saquon, dump it off down to uh, Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard is healing up a little bit. I'm still worried about his fractured finger. Is he, is he back? Is he good? Does anyone know? Yeah, it looks like he's slated to play. Might be on the field, but not a guy that I'm going to really target. You know, it's Barkley, Ingram. The good thing about the Giants, you know where the ball is going. So, yeah, with a rookie quarterback, chances are he's going to want to hit his running back in his tight end. So, 
Yeah, they're going to play it safe with him. I mean, I'd play Saquon on the Giants. That's it. I'm not into punting quarterback this week. I know a lot of people are, and that's in the past been a good way to go. But I don't know. I think this year's different. I think it's obvious you play at quarterback, and then you find value down at wide receiver, to me personally. So I'm just going to pay up at running back. I'll pay up at quarterback. No uh, no Jameis for me. He's just looked too bad. And I think if uh, the Giants are running it a lot, that's going to be less time on the field for Winston, less time to make an impact. As far as uh, receivers go for Tampa, it might be Mike Evans' week to shine. We know he's still his – I mean, I think he's still James's favorite target, even though Godwin's been more productive. But NFL wide receivers, it fluctuates, and Evans has great hands. As far as O.J. Howard goes, I have got burned two weeks in a row playing him and recommending him. He got zero targets last week, but it's your classic squeaky wheel situation. He's going to get some targets this week, and I'm going to have him in some GPP lineups. I wouldn't play him in cash. Um, he's cheap enough now to uh, to play, but I'm also hearing he might be kind of high-owned just because of this whole scenario of him not getting any targets the week before. Have y'all, y'all have a take on O.J.? I heard a coach kind of, you know, got on him a little bit. I don't know what that means. Like, if I had a crystal ball, the one thing I'd love to know is what these coaches say and what the actual true meaning is. Because, you know, you can't get in Belichick's head. And what do you think happens when a guy says to a guy, you're not doing so well, is he going to reward him with game script? Or is he going to put him in a doghouse and he's just blocking? I think he just gets some shares. I don't think you can go overboard with Howard, but... I think he gets some shares of Howard. I think he gets some shares of Godwin. By making one lineup, you know, these guys probably won't be in it because they're all risky. But if I'm making 10, 15, 20, I'll have a share when I pair them with Winston. You know, or maybe have a one-off in Howard in some lineups, but not too many. I want to get a couple shares, you know, maybe 10, 15% of each of them in my lineups. I, I would say somewhere around there. Dan, you got to take. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have a ton of interest. I, I just, I know where I want to go this week, and I, I don't want to give a ton of exposure to Tampa Bay, but I'm going to. I'll probably have them around 10 to 15 percent in my lineups. You know, a couple correlations: Jameis Winston, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is actually cheaper than Godwin now, um, and he, he'll probably come in lower on too, just given how Godwin has performed lately. Um, and then on the other side, I just pretty much what you guys touched on, just Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram, probably the safety blankets for Daniel Jones this week. Yep, I think that makes sense. Um, now we got another question, Mark. I don't know if we have, you know, it's Friday. I haven't heard confirmed reports yet on Cam. Um, I've He's heard out. He's out, yeah. Confirmed out, right? Now it's out? Yeah. Kyle Allen. Yeah. I, I, I did some research on this, too. It's a kind of an interesting story. Talk about the story. Go for it. So Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray played for a season together at Texas A&M, and Kyle Allen actually beat out Kyler Murray as a starter. Uh, he wasn't great, and Murray did come in on some like wildcat plays, but that was it. Well, at the end of the year, they both transferred. Uh, Kyle Allen went to Houston, or he just inherited a really bad coach because a new coach came in, and he, he got benched, and then Murray – was the predecessor to uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, and won the Heisman. So there's kind of, and just from the interviews that I saw, uh, you know, with Kyler Murray talking about Kyle Allen, you can just tell that they don't really care for each other. So I think it's kind of an interesting narrative we have here. And they're two of the highest, uh, highest paced offenses in the NFL. Um, you got Christian McCaffrey, who gets a monster workload. 
uh, this kid, Allen, is going to go to him. And just looking at him on tape, man, he, he's good in all three phases. He can throw outside the numbers. Uh, he actually played in Week 17 against the Saints. Um, and he had a couple of touchdowns in that game. He was 20 for 31, a uh, couple hundred yards and two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So he's got upside, and he, he competed against a pretty good defense last year. Yeah, so um, any any thoughts on on the Cardinals side, Dave? Anything that you want to touch on on either side here, Cardinals, Panthers? Yeah, sure. That's, that's interesting what you said about the quarterbacks. I didn't know that. I, I don't like – that's like a narrative I, right there, man. I don't know how you I, want to play that narrative, but that's for sure a narrative. <laughs> I'm a narrative guy, and who's better, Kyle Allen or Kyler Murray? I'd go no, Kyler but Murray. defense is better. You know, I would, I would think, I would lean towards Luke Keekley and the Carolina defense. No. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't play defenses on the road. So if y'all, if you guys want to do I'm that. Defense. I'm just saying, like, who's got the better defense overall, like, in, a, in an easier or a tougher matchup? I just know the Cardinals have been scored on. I guess the Panthers kind of have, but. The Panthers have the second best secondary in the NFL right now. So, yeah. but, huh. but on the same token, Kyler Murray's throwing over 300 yards a game, basically. I mean, he's who, killing who's it. Got the, <laughs> who's got the number one best secondary? Just curious. Is it Baltimore? Uh, it's actually Atlanta right now. Oh, okay. in, in terms of passing yards per game, yeah, Atlanta's one of the best. Man, well, I don't know. Like, if, if you want to take a shot on a quarterback, I, I'm kind of looking at Kyler Murray. Look, I like Kyler Murray because he's a passing quarterback. He's a running quarterback. He threw for 349 yards against the Baltimore Ravens at Baltimore last week. And if he's got a little extra narrative to port on Kyle Allen, sure, that's great, whatever. I think he pays off this week. He I mean, he's going to get it done at some point, right? I, I mean, I, I would think he's got receivers to throw to. His running backs, uh, a pass-catching back, and they're at home. Look, I don't love it. He's not one of my favorite quarterbacks, but if I'm playing anyone from this game, which I'm not going to be playing a lot of them, yeah, I, I might take a shot on Kyler Murray. So here's a funny stat that I actually heard. I actually wrote up this guy on on the huddle, not on windailysports.com, but Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. This is the first year. I don't even know how many years he's played in, his, in the league, but this is the first year he started off uh, the season with 200 hard games back to back. He must be like in his 10th, 15th, 18th year, whatever he is in, at this point. And this is the first time he did it, basically acting like a tight end out there. And he's cheap everywhere still. He's had double digit targets, uh, 100 yards in each of the first two games. You know, I think he's definitely in play. Um, if I'm going to pair Murray with anybody, it's an easy. Easy play with me. I think Fitz gets to value. If he gets in the end zone, he exceeds value. And if he does what he did the first two weeks, then he crushes. So I think if you, I'll have some Murray shares for sure. Um, and I'll, I'll pair that with Fitzgerald. Um, going into the Charger game now, got the Chargers versus the Texans. Um, out back in, you know, in, in Charger land, wherever that is these days. Um, Austin Eckler, I've been playing him every week. The guy is, he's catching more passes than most wide receivers on different teams. He's running the ball more than most running backs on other teams. He's pretty much getting, from my eyes, I don't know the numbers behind it, from my eyes, he's getting like 30 or 40% of his offense um, thrown to him, handed to him, and I want shares of him. I think he's the safe, you know, mid-tier guy. If you're talking outside of that McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke zone, I think Eckler is safe as safe can be 
And another guy who's safe, obviously, is Keenan Allen. You know, those two guys are the guys I want. I'll have shares of Rivers with Allen. I'll have shares of Allen by himself, Eckler by himself, maybe even shares of Rivers and Allen together. I mean, uh, Rivers and Eckler together, you know, makes sense to me. Uh, Will Fuller did not work out as planned last time out. Um, mm-hmm. now it looks like Cootie's back, Steele's is back, Hopkins had a tough matchup last week. I don't know what to really do with this Texans offense. Do you want to play some Carlos Hyde cheap? Um, Dan, outside of the Chargers, what do you see in, in Houston, Lynn? Uh, as long as there's a question mark on that offensive line, I really don't want anything to do with it. If Deshaun Watson can't get the protection that I, that he needs, he's going to force throws. He's not going to be able to make throws. Uh, we That was one of the struggles that he had against Jacksonville. We saw that last week. They only put 12 points up, and... Yeah, man, the 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 Los Angeles Chargers uh, pass pass rush is no joke. So, good luck, Houston. There, uh, no interest for me outside of Hopkins on that side. Dave, anything there? Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say, Jason. We got. Uh, Are you gonna, say, gonna say it again? Yeah. <laughs> really? We'll all right, all right, all right. Stop again. Killed, killed 15 percent of my lineup right now. Go. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I, it's, I, I agree with everything Dan just said. I mean, it's going to be tough for, for Watkins to get the ball out of his hand. He's going to have to make some some uncomfortable throws. Will Fuller's going to blow up at some point, and I'm chasing him. Look, I'm already invested. He's, I, I'm not going to recommend him to be someone you should play in your cash game lineups or anything. But last year, I mean, when this guy's on the field, he just, like, sacrifices himself to catch the ball, and he gets targeted in the red zone just as much as DeAndre Hopkins. And so he's, like selling, he's selling so hard. He's saying he's now sacrificing himself. His, every air, bar, his <laughs> air yards are ridiculous. <laughs> sacrificing my bankroll to play Will Fuller. He just last year he won me. He won me too much money. I just I can't get off him. He's going to get it done at some point. Chargers are are hard. It's a hard defense and it's at home. No one's going to play Will Fuller. I'm going to play him. Play him if you want to. If you want to gamble, uh, I'm going to play him. That that's all I like on Houston and. This game, Eckler, yes. Eckler's a great play. I like running backs that catch the ball and run the ball. I mean, what, what more can you ask for? If you can, if you line up two guys the same price, one's just running and one's running and catching, I'm going to take the guy who's catching. So Eckler's a fantastic play. And Allen, he's going to get targeted on the Houston defense. I mean, those are your three. Those are your three guys for me. Allen, Fuller, Eckler. Right. We'll see how it plays out on Sunday. Um, Seattle now. I think they're the cheap defense that I might target. Um, there's a couple of cheap defenses that are going against, um, you know, either rookies or backup quarterbacks. We don't really know what's going on. Is it going to be Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater? Is it going to be mostly Teddy Bridgewater? How does Kamara, you know, play into this now? Are they going to be running a lot of Wildcats? Or who knows what's going to happen? You know, Sean Payton is going to – I heard an interesting bet. I heard someone say that they want to play the Saints in the first half getting points for the simple fact that Payton's going to come out with all these crazy plays to try to, you know, show that he can coach without Breeze. That was an interesting narrative I heard, but I don't know, man. They didn't really do it with with Breeze in the lineup. Kamara by himself or Thomas by himself makes some sense here, but it's kind of a wait-and-see approach. I think Kamara is going to be super low owned. I think the same thing with Michael Thomas. I, I wouldn't mind having a share or two, so I'll, I'll grab some. You know, the Seattle secondary has been bad. 
I won't play either of these quarterbacks, but I, I could have a Kamara and a, a Thomas share, not a ton. And on the backside, it's probably Chris Carson and DK Metcalf for me. I'm not going to ride the bandwagon on Will Dilsley. I think that was just like a, a phantom game there. It's not going to go, you know, every week like that. I think Metcalf is a true number one now for this team. So maybe some Metcalf, but the Saints defense is pretty good as well. We got to see what the weather is like in Seattle. Uh, not a game I think is that great outside of maybe Seahawks defense. Uh, Dan, do you have a different take here? No, man, I'm pretty much on board with you with the Saints. I feel like I, I, it's a wait and see type of thing. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, between the share between Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, I know he's like a Swiss Army knife kind of guy on the Seattle side. I do like Chris Carson. Um, I'm willing to take a shot with DK Metcalf. Just it looks like he's kind of coming at fairly low ownership, so I think it's worth a shot. But outside of those two guys, I'm really not interested in this game. And Kamara burned me pretty bad last week, so I, th- I just think there are better options to pay up for in that range. He burned everybody. Uh, yeah. um, I saw people make money with him, though, somehow. So, yeah. you know, the Patriots D kind of made Kamara look okay if you had that combination. But if you had Kamara without, you know, the Patriots or another big-time guy, you're pretty much dead in the water. Um, Dave, anybody in this game that you really like? Yeah, the only only person I like in this game is DK Metcalf. He's getting the targets. Uh, the Rams were beating up on uh, the Saints last week with Cooper Cup. He got over 100 yards, and he plays kind of the same role as Metcalf does. Uh, he just didn't get in the end zone, and Metcalf has been uh, Metcalf's been good. I mean, 61 yards, 89 yards, one touchdown last game versus Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Uh, Seahawks should win this game. As far as quarterbacks go, the whole quarterback situation for New Orleans, if Bridgewater and Hill are splitting time, then I'm not interested in either. If Hill had the entire backfield to himself, then I'd be interested in him, but that's not going to be the case. I think if they score, it's going to be because Hill's in the game. But uh, he, I, I can't play him. I can't play him just taking half the snaps. And don't play don't play Will Disley. That's, that's a flash in the pan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, the last game of the main slate, you got the Niners versus Steelers. Another defense. I think the late slate is where you can maybe get a cheap defense in the Niners and the Seahawks. The Niners have been really good, man, especially on defense. I rostered Matt Brader last week, and I was just watching touchdown after touchdown after touchdown get vultured from him. Guy still put up points. He still went over 100 yards. He caught some passes. But every time they got within the 10-yard line, they just fed somebody else, a different guy every time. So now I truly don't feel like anybody is safe on this on this team from a running back perspective. Um, everybody looked good, but that's the problem. Everybody looked good. Um, from wide receiver land, maybe you can go back to Debo or Marquise Goodwin. I like Jimmy as well. You know, the Steelers kind of got lit up um, by Russell Wilson and, and the Seahawks. So a Jimmy to Goodwin stack, a Jimmy to Debo stack it is the safest way I see this game playing out. On the backside of things, you can get some Juju. You should get some Vance McDonald. I've heard rumblings that Mason Rudolph really likes James Washington. So maybe yep. it's James Washington week at you know almost mid-salary. I don't know if I want to pay off for Juju here. He, he His price went down a lot, so it becomes interesting, but... Dan, tell me a little about this Niners defense. You know, is it, is it the real deal? Oh, yeah, man. They're, the pass rush is absolutely ridiculous. And w- when you're looking at the matchup on paper, 
you look at their corners, and that's the first thing that most most DFS players look at is wide receiver versus cornerback matchups. And they look and they see like Quan Moore, and they're like, oh yeah, that's a really easy matchup. Their pass rush is so good that it doesn't matter. And Richard Sermon is playing at a high level of football right now, so he's shutting down that other side. Um, and the pass rush just makes up for the rest. They're they're really good. Uh, Pittsburgh. Does, what's that? Sherman's just locking in on one side, or are any of these wide receivers in play? I, I mean, of course, I, of course, you can always consider Smith Schuster. He, he's drawn a, a favorable matchup. He has drawn a favorable matchup, and and then yeah, I guess you can consider James Washington if you if you want to punt him. But I just it's it's like a, it's a wait and see thing for me too. You know, kind of like with the New Orleans thing. Like, do we really know what we're going to get out of Mason Rudolph when the 49ers now have a whole week to to game plan for Mason Rudolph? The last team that played. The Steelers didn't. They didn't have a week to game plan for Mason Rudolph. They game plan for Ben Roethlisberger. So when he came out and he threw two touchdown passes, am I really going to give him a ton of credit for that? I don't think so. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I don't see. I don't have a ton of interest on the Pittsburgh side. I do like this 49ers defense a lot. Dave, you got a take here? Dave, you there? Dan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, looks like we lost Dave. So oh, sorry, no, I'm back. There I he is. Yeah, I lost you for a second. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was just asking you real quick. You got anything on this Niners Steelers side? I know you you might like some James Washington or maybe some Niners defense. What are you looking at here in the last game? Niners defense sounds good. Um, I agree. I agree with that. And then if I'm going to play a wide receiver, yeah, it, it'd be James Washington. I'm not too high on it, but if I have to pick one, it'd be him just because him and Rudolph had a lot of chemistry in the preseason. Um, I, he'll, he'll probably be too popular for James Washington, but if I got to pick someone, I'd pick him. And then George Kittle, he hasn't uh, he hasn't really exploded yet this year. It could be a Kittle week. Uh, it's their first home game. Uh, they're going to feed him the ball for sure. Uh you might, might look to Kittle this week. That, that'd be my top play from the game, followed by Washington, actually. I like that. I can get behind Kittle. I think Kittle was a good call. I'm not getting behind Will Fuller yet. But Kittle, <laughs> I think, is, is a guy that, like you said, he, everybody's going to go after Ingram, I think. And then I think some people will take shots on um, a guy like Greg Olson. I think people will take shots on Vance. I think people will take shots on Howard. You know, people are going to be on Kelsey. A lot of people can be on Mark Andrews. I think, you know, Kittle is the forgotten guy. And Ertz is, you know, he's playing with no wide receiving core. So I don't think anybody's playing Kittle here. You know, I think he's probably going to go 5 6% owned, if that. I don't think he's going to be high at all. So I think he might be your sneaky play at a slate here. Um, let's switch up the ending of this conversation. Um, I'm going to put one of you guys on the spot first. I don't know who wants to go first, but... Somebody with the letter D, tell me who's going to be on the million maker lineup, quarterback, wide receiver combo, or any other combo you want to shoot out, one of you guys. I'll go. Dak, Cooper. Dak, Cooper. Dan, you got one? Yeah, bro. You already know. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. All right. I think that's going to be a popular one. Um, I'll try to find a sneakier one here. Um, Let's see. I'm not going to go with Josh Allen because I don't know what wide receiver is going to be. I think Matt Ryan to Julio will be kind of sneaky. Nobody's really going to be on that too much. Um, no way on Green Bay. No way on the Patriots. 
Stafford and uh, Stafford and Galladay. Stafford and Galladay makes some sense. You know what? Just because Dave's on this podcast, I'm going to go with his team. And I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones combo goes on their own. And that's the one that takes down the Millie. Um, there's no reason why it can't. I think the Colts, are, you know, can be scored on. So I'll go with that for my call. I probably won't lock it in a lot, but maybe that's the reason why it takes it down. Guys, anything you want to add? Any any sleeper plays that we, we, we really didn't talk about, we missed, anything like that? Uh, I'm looking right now to see if we missed over anyone. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Devin Smith, uh, wide receiver in the Cowboys. David, I know you're more interested on the Cowboys on this slate. Uh, what do you think about Devin Smith? I think he's going to be the wide receiver too, but I also think it's just one of those situations in the NFL where he got his last week and it's just not it's something that's going to repeat. I mean, it it, it seldom does. Uh, and Cooper's just in too good of a spot. I just remember playing too many showdown slates last uh, year with the Cowboys where it was just Dak, Zeke, and Cooper. I, I don't think I'm going to play Smith. I think he'll be more popular because he went off last week, but um, I'm just not on it. Well, I can tell you I wasn't planning on playing the Cowboys, but now I am. <laughs> yeah, I think there you go. Well, I was playing a lot of Zeke. You know, yeah, a lot of Zeke. In my, yeah. in my head, it was a lot of Zeke, but I think – because of that, it's good to hedge it, you know, with some Cooper Dak combos. And like you said, last year when he came over, I think it was like a hundred and eighty yard game, a two hundred yard game. There were some monster games there. And this team that they're playing, man, they don't want to be on the field right now. So like they're gonna get embarrassed by somebody. You know, it's definitely the two guys that are probably gonna embarrass them the most would be Zeke and Cooper. So I think I'll have equal shares. I'm going to try my best to have equal shares of Zeke and Cooper because I think you're right there. And I think, I mean, David, I think it goes through one of these two. So I'm not going to go overly on Zeke. I'll just split it up between Zeke and, and Cooper. I think that's a smart play. And if it's Cooper, that means it's Dak too. So I'll probably have more shares than I thought going in with Dak and Cooper just to protect my uh, Zeke shares. Hey, I got another guy we should talk about we skipped over. Who's that? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. How did we do that? <laughs> so rank. So Dave, rank them: Zeke, McCaffrey, Barkley. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke Barkley, McCaffrey. Well, yeah, Zeke, Barkley, McCaffrey. Um, out of those top three, but McCaffrey. I mean, he can just be a machine. Look, he didn't do too much last week because Cam looked terrible. I mean, it, it was just, he was getting sacked. He, he couldn't do anything. Looked bad. He, he's injured. In no, week one, he got thirty-seven point nine Fanduel points versus the Rams. Yeah. I mean, we've got a quarterback coming in. Uh, gosh, I don't even what's his. I don't even remember his name. Kyle, Kyle Allen. Yeah, Kyle. Get this Kyle Allen guy going to come in. He's going to. You'd think he's going to dump it down to the sure thing with McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to get some runs. He's going to get some passes. He's won a lot of GPPs. He's a great back. No, not many people are going to play him. If you're doing a million maker, throw some McCaffrey in there. So rank the bottom half. So if it's if it's Zeke Barkley one one A. Rank, yeah. rank McCaffrey, Kamara, and a guy I like probably better than them to myself, Eckler. How do you rank those? Yikes. Okay, so I'll probably go Eckler, McCaffrey, Kamara. I am not. I, I'm not playing Kamara this week. Um, Eckler's been fantastic. The one thing that I worry about with Eckler that I shouldn't. I'm just being honest. Is injury. He's just an injury prone guy. 
and maybe that's because he got me last year. But he's in, if he stays healthy the whole game, he's in a better position than McCaffrey and Kamara. Dan, you got the same way or no? Yeah, I got McCaffrey, Eckler, and then, uh, yeah, at a, at a deep, deep three, I'll put Kamara down there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play him this week. All right, let, let's mess with your minds a little bit more. Where does Cook fall into that mix? Does Cook go above Eckler? Not, not for me. No. Yeah. Especially on DraftKings. For the PPR upside, I would, I would prefer Eckler. So Eckler's above above Cook, but Cook is below Eckler? Or is he is he I would I would put Cook above Kamara. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think Eckler, that makes sense. Yeah, I have Eckler I have Eckler above Cook and Kamara. Yeah, that's the same way I'm seeing it. So we're seeing it the same. So I think that's where the ownership lands. And then you got the cheap guys that we we spoke about. I don't think anybody else really falls into that mix. Um Carson's gonna go under own. I think Devontae Freeman is kind of sneaky as well. Carlos Hyde maybe makes some sense here. Nobody's going to play David Johnson. I, I can't see anybody really playing him too much. So I think that's pretty much a slate as far as, you know, the games we like, the running backs we like. We touched on defense. We touched on quarterbacks. Um, Will Fuller is going to have a monster game um, from Dave's perspective. I think Julio is going to have another big game. Uh, Dan, I know, is on Baltimore. Baltimore is going to be probably the heavily zoned offense. Everybody's going to be attacking them. So get your shares of them as well. We've been uh, doing this for an hour on a Friday night, trying to get you guys straight for Sunday. We will be in Slack, you know, pretty much all day Sunday morning. We're in there all day Saturday talking baseball, basketball soon, NHL soon. Uh, But right now it's football and baseball. You know, I don't know how you guys are doing in baseball right now, but we have some teams in contention. Um, but check out WindailySports.com for cheat sheets, projection models. Dan, Dave, thank you for wasting an hour of your Friday night trying to help everybody. But you guys did a good job, and uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. All right, have man. Thanks, guys. guys. Have a great night, guys. Yeah. We done? Is that it? <laughs> Jason just hang up. Moreland just got a, uh, another home run, two homers. Love it. Are you, did, you, did you do a Boston stack? I did. Yeah, I told I told the subs to do a Boston stack against Morton. I was just liking it, but I mean, uh, it's it's done okay. We had Ben Intendi, but he got hurt in like the second inning, so it kind of killed it. Yeah, Boston. Boston usually lets me down. I try to stay away. <laughs> I know, me too, man. But uh, I don't know. It seemed like a decent spot. I, I mean, I was just trying to get, I, maybe trying to get too weird. But no one's really going off besides like the White Sox tonight. So I at least called yeah, the teams that aren't going to go off. But I just didn't have my contrarian stacks. You know, I was going to say you have that. You have a really good like contrarian mind. That, you know your approach to the game. So certainly, that's how you win these things. That's all I do. That's that's how I do, man. If it's like a Houston night and I know they're going to be like forty percent, it's baseball. I just I can't I can't do it. But all right, well, cool, man. Well, uh, have a good night. I guess Jason's done. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. See you. All right, bye.